you give him the time as you live, his word rhymes. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Living in God's Rhyme. My name's Dave. Uh, hello, Dave and everybody else. And my name is Tim. And as I pointed out last time we recorded a podcast for your listening pleasure, I want to remind you, I am the star of the show. David is the producer and David is the brains behind all of this. If it weren't for Dave, I wouldn't be the star of anything. Well, glad you're listening. You are the star of the show, brother. <laughs> there is no doubt about that. That's why uh, I had that little star on my head. Yeah. And all I of you took were, it from we, one of my granddaughters. Yeah, we were doing some uh, some talking last week, and it, it got edited out by by mistake. But I still think on your on your door, you need to have one of the kids make a star out of paper. Oh. And put it on there so that people will know that the star is here, but he's also recording. <laughs> you know, Not just for that. the kids, but for my wife. Okay. Or whoever so else. She knows, so she knows, okay, that I'm the star for right now. Yes. And then when and you're I, done, you give the star back to her. <laughs> I give it, I give her her star back. Yeah. Okay. okay so, I think, I think we, yeah, I think we got it all worked out now. Yeah, I think we do. Um, yeah. Okay, so uh, what do you want to talk about this week, Tim? Well, we've been uh, reading poetry for eight weeks, which uh, is what we're here for. But I thought maybe it was time for people to get an idea of maybe what the reason for the book was. You know, every book has on the back, it tells you what the book is about. And uh, I thought we would read through those. I do have to tell you one thing that surprised me, although yeah. when I look back and look at the fiction books that I've read and what it tells you about what's happening, the author, as the author, I wrote the back of the book. It was me. Is that, so, is that significant to say? Well, how else, you... before it's published, how else is someone going to know what's in the book? And I can say whatever I want. I can toot my own horn whenever I want. So, <laughs> okay. Well, that's what the start you know, to be able to do. Get started. Let's get started before we start having a uh, too much noise. I, I, okay, let's go with that. This is uh, the back of the book from God's Rhyme, which is the first book. Life is a continuous pro- poem. Hmm. Through the good times, the bad times, and the times in between, life is poetry. Although it may not always rhyme, our emotions, our thoughts, our wandering, our searching, and especially the answers are the poetry of our lives. God's rhyme is the poetry of one man's life from the joy of salvation to the joys and sorrows of everyday life, to search for a deeper relationship with his God. For those who have found salvation through Jesus, you may find your life in these poems. As Christians, we are not perfect, but we have God's promise of eternal salvation. Maybe you have wandered from the path God has set before you. Maybe you need to know that you are not alone. God's rhyme will let you know that you are not alone. Maybe you are looking for answers about the life of a Christian. You have seen us in the workplace and so many other places and wonder what we have or wonder why we aren't better people. Your answer may be in the pages of God's rhyme. Whatever, whenever, wherever you are in life, know that God loves you. And my little stumbling over that whatever, wherever is a perfect example of not being perfect. (laughs) Well, I don't know that oh. any of us are. Yeah. It's not so that here. was uh, that was uh, the purpose of the book. Okay. Well, that's... My life, and I'm, I'm hope, I hope that – I know there's others out there. I know it. 
I yeah. see them every day. I see them in church and, and I see those who are, have a closer relationship, a stronger faith than I do, but we're all in this together and we need to help each other. Yes, we do. I so, agree with that. <clears throat> with that thought in mind, uh, this is a poem I chose out of God's rhyme. Okay. It is called the gathering lamb. It starts out with a verse from Isaiah 53 chapter 653 verse 6 we all like sheep have gone astray each of us has turned to our own way and the lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all the lamb of god with god before time perfect as is god in every way before the words were written in lines jesus the unblemished lamb was there jesus and god with the holy spirit indivisible the trinity so the Lamb of God is also God who saves our souls for eternity. We, living on this earth, a herd of sheep, we wander, are lost, not knowing the cost, not knowing we cause a pain so deep that God sent Jesus to find and save us. An earthly shepherd has a special one, one of the herd that seeks the wandering, those, lost, those sheep that are lost that have gone astray, returning them home before the day is done. Our Heavenly Master has sent His Son to find the lost and to gather the strays, to bring us home before the end of days, the Lamb of God, a never-ending search. Before we knew Him, He knew who we were, He knew our thoughts, He knew our prayers, and He knew of our rebellion before He has always known. Yet He loves us still, and He always will. He sent His Son to be the one that would seek us out, even as we doubt. He sent his son to gather us in the unblemished lamb, a sacrifice to pay the price, to die for their sins, so that with God we are finally put right. And uh, I have a simple reflection, and this was the result of a Bible study I went to on Tuesday mornings. Uh, and it says, the lamb who gathers us in, who died for us. Uh, we are reading a book. It was called The Shepherd Trilogy by Philip Keller, and it related uh, our experiences in, in our lives as sheep and Jesus as, as the Good Shepherd. And okay. it, was, it was a very interesting book. You reference that very often since you were going to those or, or not? Well. Uh, and, you know, just in your personal daily life. Yeah. Well, I, there, I've written a couple other poems in the other books where the, the Lamb of God is, is mentioned. Mm -hmm. a few times uh, another poem that has part of the title the lamb of god uh on unfortunately the uh the bible study the the man who was a uh, person who was uh was in charge of it who started it uh moved out of the out of the state a few years ago and uh, we never it it that was the end of it uh, yeah but it was for me it was a Bible study, it was, depending on the day, there were six to 10 or 12 of us. And it was really a time of growth. It was a time when I was struggling with my faith. Uh, I answered up. I had been talking with a good friend of mine and was telling him how, how frustrated I was getting with things at church and just was looking for something more. And he called a friend who called another friend. And that friend called me. Now, I don't, I've said it before, I don't answer my phone if I don't recognize the number. And I said, hello. 
and it was uh, Dan Lumblad, who, believe it or not, lives around the corner from me. Right. I knew of him from uh, his work as an assistant pastor at a local church, and I knew that he had a he called the uh, forgive me for pausing here. I'm I'm thinking he had a nonprofit called uh, Bridge Builders for single parent families. Mm-hmm. So I was a fa- I was a familiar with him, but it was interesting that our, our daughters played together occasionally, but he and I never met until I walked into his office where they had the Bible study. And I am Tim. Oh, and I, <laughs> and I live around the street. <laughs> I was around the corner from you. But <laughs> And we developed a, a good a good friendship, but uh, it was a really Bible studies. If you have the, the opportunity to go to one, I I recommend them. Highly recommend them. And with that, let's uh, we can go to the next book. Unless you yeah. have a question. No, no, go right ahead. Let's go on to the next book. All right, all right. I don't want to. I don't want to get out of line here, Mister Producer. No, no, you're doing. Trust me, if you were if you were out of line, I'd already hit the stop button. <laughs> <laughs> I, I keep talking, and we know the difference. Okay, that's right. Forgive me, forgive me, folks. Uh, this is the back of the book from God Still Rhymes, the second book. Life is a continuous poem. As the poems continue, so does the journey. One day, the journey led him to a fork in the road. One sign pointing to the world, and the other sign to the way, the truth, and the life. He is still on the road he took leading to the way, the truth, and the life. However, a strange thing happened on this journey. The road he took led him through the world, but he was not afraid. Having seen the world through his eyes, he was now seeing it through the eyes of God. Having seen today, he could see tomorrow. Oh, sure, he stumbled, he fell, but there was always a hand reaching out to pick him up and brush him off. There is always a smile that told him he was loved. These pages are the poems of his journey, one that continues still. Maybe it's yours. Wow. And again, that life is a continuous poem. Goes back to one of the podcasts we had where I talked about the filmmaker from Canada at a book signing. Asked me why poetry? Because poetry is in everything. It's in in everything. Right. It is. So. Let me get this in order, and we will go on from here. Well, let me ask you a question before we go. You get too deep. We'll go to the next one real quick, because again, I'm I'm the talker. I'm not the writer. You're the writer. Did you find it difficult to to write the, the back of the book, or did it come easier because you'd already written basically the book? The first one was was harder. Yeah, because you're you're thinking well. And I said before, I'm not a, a writer of prose, but to have to put all that, what your thought process was, what your you you see the book being about, and what it is saying to others is, uh, once I got that down, the next two were much easier. Oh, okay, that makes okay. sense. It just it would caught me off guard that I had to do it on my own and. I don't know why. Uh, I was just I was just ignorant of the publishing industry at the time. Well, if you're if you're brand new to this, I mean, to the publishing industry, yeah. how would you know that? I mean, no, I I no, I understand that. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. No, but let's uh, <laughs> let's go on down to the next one. This one is called Windows to God. 
an ancient cathedral in old country church filled with worshipers praying singing hearing it as, as his word is heard as sun shining through windows of stained glass the history of our faith of a journey through the ages reflecting sorrows and joys ever present for us to see it may seem the lighted beam seen through the glass as time does pass the hands of man reflects his plans then at church today walking through the door no windows reflecting the journey that had passed. Now in muted hues, photographs taken black and white. Joy without sorrow, husband, wife, and child give hope for tomorrow. The journey unfinished, they are looking forward. We see the sun shine through many smiles. Now we can see what can be, what we can be, the simplicity for you and me, life he did save, the gift he gave. Whether by the sun shining through multicolored stained glass or the sun shining through a photograph of white and black, both are windows through which we can see the work of his hand. And my reflection on this is the church I attended was having its 18th anniversary. The only windows are in the entrance atrium and the classrooms. To celebrate this occasion, Pictures of some of the members were taken and enlarged. These were put up in the walls around the church. They reminded me of the stained glass windows in the churches I had grown up in. And that's exactly what they they seemed like it gave. It just, you're in a, in a church with a stained glass and they have the history of the church with multicolored and the sun shines through it. And you can, uh, if you look at it a certain way, you, you can feel the presence of Jesus there, the presence of God. Well, right. here you also in these people that were church members and uh whether it was a husband and a wife or a husband and uh, one or two children the family it it showed god's love for us also mm-hmm. because it just you just saw it in their faces and it, and it was a window into into their faith that their faith shined in other people's eyes to the point where they're the ones chosen to have their pictures up there. I don't, maybe they were, maybe they were asked to, I mean, just volunteered. I don't know, but not that they were any more special than anybody else, mm-hmm. but there was something about them that just made it a reflection of God. Right. And it probably could have been anybody that was a member of the church that could have been up there, but that's, uh, it was something that really intrigued me the first minute I walked through the door. <laughs> and I've seen these big pictures, you know, they're like three by three or no, probably four by four or more wow. uh, on the walls of the church. It was great. Yeah, it sounds wealthy. I I always, the times I did go to church, because I don't remember a whole lot about the, 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 the first church. Where I remember dad talking, but when we left Croswell to go to Port Huron, I was pretty young. I was I, I was in kindergarten, I believe. I remember going to kindergarten in in, uh, in Port Huron, but I do remember the windows. But I also remember the one at St. Paul's in Port Huron, and I always thought that they told a picture that or the, the windows were a story of God in one frame, mm. and, and, and or a story about God in a one chapter, frame. In a, a chapter in the. Yes, exactly. Your journey with God. Yes, it was because I, I, and even when I got married to 
the number one. <laughs> I'm sorry, folks. I've been done. I've done this a couple of times. But in the we got married in the other church in in Port Huron, Great Episcopal. Yeah, Grace Episcopal, and they had some really lavish oh. uh, stained glass windows there. But they also reminded me again, like another chapter in in God's life, or in Jesus's life, or in his disciples' lives. It was just, I always, I always was amazed by the stained glass windows, yeah. and because it's not just that you're looking into. For me, it wasn't looking just into somebody else's life or seeing someone. It, for me, it was my my look into his. And that, that's always amazed me. I've always been drawn to stained glass windows. I always love those. Oh yeah, they're they're they're, yeah. they're beautiful. They're absolutely yeah, yeah. They can be. They can definitely be uh, inspiring. But how? I mean, in what you're doing in poetry, is is what somebody else has done, or was contracted to do, or or consigned to do was to say something in glass. And that's an art form just as much as what you're doing in my mind or, or, or anything like that, or, or an artist in it with a painting. Cause that's what they are. They're an artist with a painting and you're an artist with a pen. Well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Well, so I think it's the truth. And I, yeah. We, all, we, and it's good that, we, that there are different ways that people express uh, their emotions, their feelings, their thoughts. We don't all um, respond to, a, a picture the same way that we might respond to a stained glass window. Right. Or you may not respond to a poem the way you respond to a picture that has been painted. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's yeah. Anybody who is capable of making one of those come to life is, uh, is a true blessing. Oh yes. Yeah. And it's, it's amazing how many different forms or ways there are of people expressing their joy and their belief. I mean, I, I, I <laughs> I'm looking at it now because I'm coming back to God as it were, not that he ever left, but it's more, I'm getting more, I'm trying to become more involved in, and learn more, but I'm doing it my way. You're doing it your way. And it's, it's amazing how many different ways there are to, to praise him and, and to say, Hey, I'm back. Here we go. Anyways, can we go well, on any, anyway, I, I just like to make one comment about what you just said. Yeah. Yes, you're doing it your way. I'm doing it my way, but, but hopefully throughout the whole thing, it is God's way. I agree with that. I it do God's way. And, and he leads us all where he know where, where he wants us to go. Right. And I also, where, believe, yeah. Yeah. I also believe that he has given you the talent and he's given to do, what you do and he's given me the talent to as as he said earlier to produce and to come up with this idea and 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 we make it work for us yeah. and for hopefully for those that are listening that they're enjoying it and that what we do pleases god by what we're doing mm-hmm. exactly. anyways let's uh, let's exactly. go on to the to, to the to the next one <laughs> the next, next book yeah the third book living yes. in god's rhyme in the back of the book again Life is a continuous poem. The third, the third chapter of the journey continues with the poetry of one, ma- one man's life. The good days and the bad days have been written about in his first two books. As he continues on his journey with God, his desire to know God in a deeper way continues. 
inspired by Bible passages from Revelation, the Gospel of John, 1 Peter, Galatians, Matthew's Gospel, 1 and 2 Timothy, Ephesians, Jeremiah, Micah, 2 Corinthians, Matthew, Hebrews, Philippians, Psalms, and everyday life. The trust in his faith in God allows the poetry to become a searching of his soul. Poems about his life that he never thought he could write, much less talk about, have now been written. They are now an open book for all to read. This is a journey that offers this is a journey that others have followed as it is written and at times have seen themselves in the poetry. The poems are about despair and what God repaired. They are about joy of understanding God's written word. They are about the hope we all can have through God's son, Jesus. They are about our yesterdays, our todays and tomorrows, living as children of God. They are poems of praise to God for his blessings. His hope is that the reader finds hope in the poetry of his daily life. This book is different. Uh, the others have are, have poems in them that were inspired by chapters and verses in in the Bible. But this book, I had a new uh, I had a new publisher because this, the first publisher went out of business, and I, I got a second publisher, and they told me. I think I've mentioned this before. I was told that I really needed to have a presence on social media. And through that, I ended up writing the third book, this book on, on Facebook. So I would find myself laying down in bed at night on top of the covers and reading from the Bible and praying and asking God, God, lead me to something tonight that I can write about. So these are the these poems for the most part with uh, the exceptions of the final at the end of the book, are a result of that writing time and the poems posted on Facebook. So people got to re- got to read them as they were as I was writing them. They saw me put the book together, and uh, <laughs> it was really a blessing to me with the comments I would get and the number of people that were following it. Yeah. Yes. Now you asked Dave about the use of the term "the Lamb of God," right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This one is called the Lamb of God, and this first part is a uh, from Revelation chapter five, verses five through six. Do not weep. See the lion of the land, tribe of Judah, the root of David has triumphed. He is able to open the scroll and its seven seals. Then I saw a lamb looking as if it had been slain, standing at the center of the throne. As I sat reading of John's vision, I felt as if I'd never fully understood that for eternity, God's decision remains forever for my good. Yes, I have read of the cruelty of his beating on the way to the cross, of the agony of his death, the death of God's son, the death of my condemnation. I know that by God's grace, I will be with him forever. I know I will see his face and feel his loving embrace. But reading the words of what John John saw, Though they shouldn't, they rub my wounds raw. A lamb looking as if it had been slain, knowing it is from my pain. The resurrected Jesus in human form appeared as if he had been reborn, perfect in every way, and with us he will stay. Though forgiven, the wounds I caused are still there, showing his care. May I never forget his love for me, the suffering, so 
so that with him I will forever be. And this is my this is my reflection on on that poem. In God's rhyme, I wrote a poem called Love about the pain and suffering Jesus experienced on the way to and on the cross. When I read the line in Revelation, it inspired this poem. I was struck by the lamb looking like it had been slain. I know that my sins have been forgiven. I know that my sins and my strain caused God pain. But I never really thought about how deeply that must affect God. And then it is even harder to grasp how much he loves me if the scars are still visible. That was... Uh, that that was, was really, really good. Thank you. It, <laughs> it, <laughs> I don't know. The book of, the book of Revelation and, and Jesus, his walk to the cross and his time on the cross, his death. I have, uh, I've always known that it, I've always accepted it as a child, but it wasn't until I read that night when I was reading that. And I, that's really struck me. And the, the pain that I had caused and that those scars are still there. And also Uh, The next poem I'm going to read, I learned about the pain that Jesus suffered uh, through a book, uh, The Case for Christ by Lee Strobel. He was a a writer, uh, and he, I believe it was a newspaper writer, but he decided he wanted to set out and prove that that God wasn't real, that Jesus didn't die on the cross, that none of this was real. And by the time he got after a time in his search, he talked to experts about a number of different things uh, regarding how what you, how your body reacts to things, what it can take. Then also some other research to show that, yes, Jesus did exist. And he became a Christian through his research for his <laughs> desire to prove that this was all a lie. He found out it was not. So thankfully for that book, and then reading this again, which I believe the book probably gave me a, I know it did, gave me a stronger uh, emotional feeling, a, a more heartfelt feeling toward what mm-hmm. Jesus had done for me. It wasn't just a matter of knowing. It was a matter of actually, in my heart, a feeling that there's no way that I could have done anything like that to take another person's sins away and for him to take the sins of the world upon himself. It's just one of those things that are hard to imagine, especially the the grueling time on the cross. But in the end, uh, it is it has, it brought us joy in his resurrection. And I wrote in a poem once called "The Joy of the Resurrection" for uh, Easter season. Mm-hmm. And with that, through that, through that sorrow, that's what it, I'm sorry. The poem was called "The Joy of Sorrow." And it's through that sorrow that Jesus, we see Jesus go through on the cross and then three days later being raised from the dead and now being in heaven with his father. That is just, that brings us joy and peace. It's sad uh, that we as children of God, that we as, part, as his creation have wandered so often, but his love is beyond our ability to understand his love for us. And we can all have that love by knowing that 
in accepting that Jesus died for our sins. He buried our sins when he, when he died. And when he rose from the dead, he redeemed us to the eyes of God. And if we believe that, we one day will be in heaven forever, through eternity, with Jesus, with God, with the other believers. And it will be, again, something that I can't quite imagine yet. But if I read, as I read in uh, Revelation, it's going to be, oh, a time beyond belief. So uh, enough of that. I guess we can never have enough of talking about what Jesus has done for us. <laughs> but uh, this is the poem, Love, that I had mentioned also helped inspire the poem I just finished reading and was a result of the uh, book by Lee Strobel. Love, I can't help but cry, no matter how I try, as I wonder why he was the one to die, to endure the pain that he may reign, his love to give that I might live. At the cross, my life's lost, now forever lost, as he paid the cost. There is a song about being before God in heaven, I can only imagine. Well, his sacrifice for the sin of my life, that I can never imagine. Praying in the garden, the emotional turmoil, the fears of man. Then as the Son of God, praying to the Father, not my will, but yours. Man and deity, knowing the end, he endured the brutality of a Roman flogging. A braided whip laced with metal balls, tearing through the skin from shoulders to legs, exposing muscle, sinew, and veins. The human blood loss on the way to the cross. Weakened beyond thought and words, falling as we should too, a man named Simon took up Jesus' cross. Nails were driven, nails driven through his wrists and feet. With excruciating pain, nerves were severed, severed that I might be delivered from the pain that is rightly mine. Each and every intake of breath and an agonizing feet to be repeated over and again as he did ex exhale. His human heart thirsting for blood, blood that was no longer there, having been left on the trail, causing the heart of this man to fail. The heart of God stopped because of me, a sacrifice that I might be forgiven for the life I have been living. His last words, Father, forgive them because he loves me. Just, uh, again, a reflection on this. My daughter Emily showed me a book she was reading the last time I was at her house. The book is The Case for Christ by Lee Strobel. She had me read the chapter on the crucifixion. That chapter had a profound effect on how I viewed the crucifixion. I knew that when I, I knew that I wanted to write a poem about this, she has sent lent me the book to read. So far, I have reread the same chapter. I prayed before beginning to write that God would give me the words. He gave me the words and something else I never experienced while writing. Tears. I'll never forget that day. Wow. It was, um, and I and I talk in some of these, in a lot of these reflections about God giving me the words. And mm -hmm. I mean, they're my, they're, he leads me. Because if they're all words that he said, Tim, write this, this, and this, and this word, and this word. Then when I went back after I wrote it and I was typing it up from a handwritten uh, page, I wouldn't make changes. But he led me to the thoughts that led to the words. 
and uh, knew where it had to go. You know, I I've mentioned before where I've started a poem and it after I prayed it doesn't doesn't go where I thought it was. So yeah. his presence is there. That's that's what when I'm saying that he gave me the words. That's what I'm uh, saying at that time. Not that he dictated it to me, but um, yeah. And uh, it was strange at church when we today we had uh, had communion and uh, the pastor went through quite a discussion on communion and what it means and uh, to us as Christians. And even that was, it was quite uh, an experience for me to go through again, thinking about what Jesus has done for me. But then to be able to uh, take communion and uh, celebrate what he did from accepting our sins to rising from the dead. It's been a good day. Yeah, sounds like it has. It's a good day. It's uh, mm-hmm. I've had some frustration through it, but I'm here. We're recording. It's been a good day. Yeah. Um, it is amazing that uh, sometimes through frustration comes great things. Uh, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> and, he will, and his word tells you that, you know, through the good times and the bad times. Yeah. There is an ending, and it will be his ending. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I tell you, it's, <laughs> it amazes me every time that I think about I because I'm like everybody else in the world. I think I'm human. I, uh, I have my frustrations and my, my deliberating thoughts, and <laughs> then something good will happen, and you'll go, oh, thank you, God. That, that was really nice. But you but know, anyway. uh, yeah, but. As believers, we have that good shepherd who will mm-hmm. leave the 99 and go search for the one who is lost. Yeah. And we, the love of God, the love that Jesus shows us, and, and the fact that the Holy Spirit is there to lead us through all of this gives me, as I, as I get deeper in my faith and a better understanding and not just reading God's word, but paying attention to what he has and through to prayer and through actually talking with him about what I'm reading has brought me to a better understanding of him and a deeper faith. And I'm so blessed by him for him leading me in that direction. And again, if, you know, we are talking about good times and bad. And I mentioned this before also that I, the first poems that are in the first book were written back in the, in the set late seventies and eighties. And I, submitted the book called Jesus, Jesus Poems for Publishing. I couldn't afford it at the time, but as I looked back when God's Rhyme was published, mm-hmm. I realized that I, again, I realized that I was not ready. God was waiting for the day, for the time in my life when I would be ready to express my faith and get through those valleys and the turmoil of my life he knew what was going to happen. I mean, that can be a unsettling thought sometimes that God knows everything. He knows what I'm going to do tomorrow. When I And when I look back at the things I did, the sins I committed, and he knew ahead of time it was going to happen, I think, oh, my goodness. <laughs> uh, oh, my goodness. So uh, he's... He, He's a forgiving God. He's He's a forgiving God, and it is through Jesus we have a forgiveness. So that's my uh, 
that's my point today. That's uh, he loved us so much that he sacrificed his only son. And it's interesting. Yeah. yeah, the Lamb of God. And he has many other names in the Bible, but today, for me, it's the Lamb of God who went out and left the 99 and searched for this one that was wandering and gone astray and found me. And look at where you've, look at where you've gone since he found you. <laughs> yeah, it's been quite a journey. It has. Yeah. Um, what do you think about it? Uh, I want to. Sorry, I don't mean to change the subject, folks. But folks, but we're going to get some rain here again shortly. Oh, okay. I tell you what, it's been a rain. You know what? Hmm. We haven't talked about the contest. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, we should have well. open with that. People are probably going, well. Whatever happened to that contest, boys? Well, yeah. I'm here to tell you that the contest didn't have any submittals. Didn't have any entries. Yeah. Uh, however, we don't feel bad about that. Uh, but I will tell you, there was one late submittal that came in the day after the deadline. And uh, it was considered, but had to be disqualified because of a couple things. Let me tell you what uh, what it was. It was a picture of, of someone in the wintertime, which is obvious because there's snow in the background. This person mm-hmm. has a heavy winter coat on, a winter hat, not a stocking hat, but considering being the only one entry, we were willing to say that's okay, it's a hat. Yeah, we were willing to forego the stocking cap. Yeah, and then the person also had winter boots on. Yeah. However, in looking at it, this person did not have shorts on. And we had to, uh, unfortunately, disqualify this one because this person did not fully follow the, the the rules of the contest. We had said that the person had to be in shorts. We did not say that we wanted a picture of a short person. <laughs> had the short person been in shorts, you might have had a winner. Yes. But for that reason, we had to disqualify the uh, person who sent that in. And uh, full disclosure, we, we have to be fully honest with you. Uh, there was one other reason we had to disqualify this one, and that is that it was a picture of one of the members of the <laughs> Living in God's Rhyme podcast staff. Yes. So uh, <laughs> it doesn't, now that we haven't lost our faith, we haven't lost our hope that we can have another, another, um, contest mm-hmm. we're not giving up and if if you people don't give up we're not going to give up on you and we we hope and pray that you don't give up on us and we will have another contest at some point and we hope that the prizes given in this one will maybe excite you more because you not only will win the prizes that we have set aside for contest two but also contest one yes so you will be a double winner. Yes. Okay. Now yeah. I think uh, Dave might be able to tell you where you'll be able to see the picture of this so folks, loser. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you're right. So folks, what we're going to do is we're going to post that picture of the almost winner. You can say, um, no, because you weren't, you, you, you were saying that the person who sent this in. It's a staff was, member. All right. We have no losers on our and, staff. And, 
and that staff member isn't a loser, so neither is that pitcher. Um, we are happy that that pitcher was submitted. It will be posted on the website on the same day that this podcast goes live, which will be the 18th of June, 2021. It'll be there. I'll make sure it's up. Um, Tim has been gracious enough to send some pictures of himself and his life and his family that we're going to post in the photos section of the pod uh, of the website. Uh, Dave has some that he's going to post too. I'm going to send them to Tim for all for okay for, for approval oh, first. Uh, there, there is one that I sent with you as the main feature in the photo. Oh, there is. I need to relook at those. Take a look at it. It's uh, in the lit dining room in Croswell. Oh God, you didn't post. Is that the one with the the clown? The clown. The clown. Yes. yes. That was. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna leave that, that one up to you. But I think after mentioning that, you, there's a picture of you with four of us uh, sitting, or yeah, sitting around the dining room table, and you in front of it with a clown, almost as big as you are. I think that people are gonna want to see that. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm sure they will. Uh, I'm not positive they're gonna be happy about that, but that's okay. Just the clown. Well, yeah, it's it's a clown. Put the clowns as tall as I am. I remember right if not tall yeah almost almost yeah uh folks we will uh we will i will post that i will not be shy but yeah it's uh <laughs> i'll be i'll be 100 honest folks i do not remember that clown i don't i, I really don't that doesn't mean it didn't exist because there's a photo of it but i don't remember that clown but I, every time i see that picture i get a laugh out of it i i vaguely remember it and uh Man, that yeah, it was real, Dave. We got a picture of it. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that's just weird. I'm looking up while we're talking, folks, because Tim sent me a bunch of pictures. But yeah, and there's a neat one here of you and Dad and Paul uh, that you sent to. I like that one. Yeah. So, anyways, we're gonna we're gonna get that stuff up there. Uh, Dave's got some photos too, uh, and we need to get our bios up there. Yeah, and we're gonna work on that too. I mean, I. I've got a bio that I, I use for other things, but I don't know that it's right for this one. And we can use Tim's too. Uh, we'll get it up there soon. Uh, please check that out. It's livingingodsrhyme.com. Uh, no letters, no letters, no apostrophe. No apostrophe. It comes up right away. I have changed the design so that there's now on the front page, there's three rows of, of podcasts so that you don't have to refresh to make sure you're getting them all. If you have issues with that, folks, please let us know. There is a comment section in there um, that goes to our email. We'll get that, and we'll fix things for you. Uh, also, you can still hear us on all the major podcasting sites like iHeartRadio, Pandora, iTunes, Google Play, uh, Spotify. The list goes on and on and on and on and on. I checked it the other day because I... I was bored at work and I had a few minutes and I went to all those sites and it, darn if we're not there. So tell your friends about us, uh, like us on, on Tim's Facebook page or on, you know, it's called uh, facebook.com backslash God still rhymes. Hey Tim, do me a favor. Um, tell us where you can, these folks can buy your books at. They can buy them at, Barnes & Noble in the store, Barnes & Noble online, Amazon online, 
And if you're in Germany, you can buy one for $39. Or maybe it's 39 euros. I saw that the other day. I did. I was on a website. I saw it. It was that German <laughs> website. I, I was done. You're there. I thought, now how cool is that? <laughs> I ought to get a big royalty off of that one. Yeah, it'll all be in euros. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Hey, uh, it, you know, it's something that I was just thinking about, too. And I, I only bring this up because of what you're going to say here in a minute. But, uh, and, and maybe we'll bring this up later on. But, folks, listen next time to figure out what Dave's talking about when it comes to what Tim's going to end the, the, the session with here today um, or our, our show. But first, before we do, Tim, is there anything you want to say before we, uh, we head into the, uh, to the goodbye prayer? No, I think I've. That's funny. <laughs> I think you got it out today. I think I, I, I think I've, I've I've said my piece. Okay, Tim, I, I do want you to do me one more favor though before we go, and I'm going to tell people about this too. Is I want you to take a a photo and send it to me of that picture right behind you. Oh, that church of the church of the church. I think that is a great. That's a great. It's a great painting. Uh, that was. Uh, yeah, I'll do that, and then I'll I'll send an explanation of. Yeah, it, it, it's was painted by a local artist in Port Huron. Yeah, that's it's a gorgeous picture. And and it, it, has a bit, yeah, it has a bit of history to it. So Yeah, I want to put it on the website, put it in the blog. Don't all forget right. about our blog, folks. You can hear all about all kinds of things going on there. Yeah, and the, um, I'm going to try to once, maybe twice a week, uh, put a poem on that I've written with a little in, informa- explanation about what's going on yeah. uh, in it, just to add to it. Okay. And you'll see that title as not episode eight or whatever, but the first word or two of the poem. Yeah. yeah. All right, Tim, why don't you do us a favor and uh, take us out with a prayer? Okay. Oh, dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time that you have given Dave and I to uh, share our faith with others. Uh, we thank you for the uh, oh, those who are listening and pray that they, uh, they are um, receiving something uh, from you through us in this podcast. And we pray that uh, those who are listening will have a blessed week. We pray that for a healing, Lord, of those who are sick. We pray, Lord, for those in need of, of, of some kind of help in their lives that, that don't know you, that you will, you will heal them, Lord, give them what they need, and they will find their salvation in Jesus. We thank you again, Lord, for this time. And uh, oh, for the love that you've shown us, Dave and I, in this podcast and for leading us through this, Lord, it has truly been a blessing, I know, for both of us. And we pray, Lord, in the name of Jesus, your son, our Lord and Savior. Amen. Amen. Well, that, folks, I'm going to say goodbye and I'm going to let Tim take us out. All right. If you give him the times as you live, his word rhymes. And today we are going to follow that up with, we are the king's kids and you'll never get rid of us for we are his with Jesus. Amen. God bless you. Bye-bye, folks.